Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Conversations with Dr. D. Yvonne Young. Join America's leading relationship expert, top holistic life coach, and best selling author, Dr. D. Yvonne Young, and celebrity guests. Be entertained while being informed on the issues that affect you most. Don't miss it. Dr. D. Yvonne Young, providing you the tools you need to start living a profoundly extraordinary life. I want to say good afternoon, America. Today, March 5th, 2014. Man, is this year going by at a rate makes absolutely no sense. I mean, it's like the year is passing so quick, and so are many opportunities, so are many tests and trials, so are many sets of circumstances that you find yourself in. I know over the last several weeks we have been making program commitments, even brand development commitments to take what we do at the D. Yvonne Young brand to another level in terms of how it resonates and affects your life. What I know is during my evolution, there are so many days where I look at the circumstances which surround me and I ask the question, God, would you please give me a clue what's going on? It seems just that when one thing is going well, something else is going crazy. It seems that when you have your biggest high, here comes your lowest low. When you have all of the success, here comes failure. Here we look and find ourselves in a situation on an ongoing basis where evolution not only has become something that bit somewhat of a quagmire, to say the least, but I think that we get find ourselves in situations where that evolution causes us to ask the question, why me? Why are these crazy things going on in my life? Why is it that uh, as I find myself attempting to do more than I've ever done, be what I've never been, have what I've never had, why does it seem that if those moments God tends to confuse the dickens out of us. Why is it at those moments that we find ourselves so discombobulated, so lost, feeling alone, even confused? You know, when I was um, developing the content for today's program, I reflected on my experiences and thought back when it's so funny, America, that there have been all these times in my life where I figured if I just get this next, whatever this next was, sometimes the next would be a sum of money, sometimes the next if I could get booked on this television show or have this radio show or 
uh, have my own radio show. I, you know, I look back at all of these things that I figured if I get that, whatever your that is done, I would be right where I need to be in order to feel that I have succeeded, to feel satisfied, to even feel a sense of contentment about my life and myself. Well, if you are at present going through circumstances and asking the question, what in the hell is going on around me? Your child has lost his dog on mine or her dog on mine. You're going, I did not raise this fool to be acting like this. Or you just got in a relationship and you're Drea on basketball wives, a.k.a. Miami. You know, I had to throw that in. Y'all know I'm crazy. But the truth is, is she finally stopped uh, being a garden tool and tried to settle down, and now she's wondering why she's getting a taste of the very medicine she used to create in other people's lives. You know, we find ourselves constantly being uh, catapulted into circumstances that test our merit and our strength. When I look back and I think about uh, some of the stupid stuff that I have had going on in the midst of some of the most brilliant stuff I have ever concocted, it is a wonder that God, uh, uh, I, well, let me change that statement. I am so grateful God didn't answer a lot of my prayers. Today, you're going to come to that conclusion by the end of this program. You will come into contact with the authenticity of whom you are and why the circumstances that surround your life are present. With that stated, let's just jump into this thing. I really want you to get a pen and paper out, and I'm going to give you the number because if we get a chance to take your call today, you can call us at 646-478-5610. That is 646-478-5610. Be sure to press 1, and my producer, Julia, will um, answer and screen your call, and we will try to get you in. But my goal today is to speak to the issues. I've gotten emails from Canada. I've gotten emails from the Caribbean and Barbados, even as far away as Egypt, asking questions. Dr. Young, why can so much good happen in my life and be escorted in with so much bad? And I think that is one hell of a good question. Why? Well, let's stop and get to the core of that. Part of the reason why you are frustrated right now is because you more than likely do not understand what's going on in and around you. Rest assured, you will not be the first, nor Will you be the last human being who attempts to use a finite mind to comprehend infinite things? It is no secret that God has a better plan than your plan. The problem is we tend to forget that, especially when our plans work out or bite us in the behind. So rule one, if you feel that you have been diligently working toward a desired end, a desired outcome, and you cannot attain your goal, not even because you did anything wrong, 
not because something in your life has come back to haunt you, just happenstance. I'm going to uh, use my daughter. My daughter um, had to withdraw from school because, you know, uh, I, I almost maybe a couple of weeks ago, I get a phone call, uh, Dad, you know, she was 19 months pregnant. We, I have, they're going to, the baby's not going to make it. And, you know, like most fathers, I love all my children and especially my old, my oldest daughter. And I'm sitting there crying. I mean, just being honest with you, American, I'm going, okay, God, why? She just had a miscarriage on my birthday of all days last year. Why are we back in this same place again seven months later? You know, why, God? This is a nice girl. She hasn't done anything to anyone She's always been a very good daughter and a decent human being, and I'm not saying that because she's my child. If she wasn't my child, I would still say that Desanya Young is one of the nicest people I've ever met in my life. Why? Well, needless to say, her water broke. They said, well, they called me from the ER at the Northside Hospital in Atlanta, Georgia, and said, we're going to have to take this baby. And I said, well, it's too far along. What procedures are you considering? And while we were doing it, I got on my knees and I prayed it with tears coming out and saying, God, whatever your will is, it's cool. But I ask that at the end of the day, you do what's best for my daughter and do not allow her to have a child that comes into this world disabled and don't let her her continence and the pressure cause her to succumb to seeing anything other than your glory, no matter how this turns out, right? That's my little prayer. Well, while that's happening, God answers the prayer. Her water completely breaks, and the doctors say that this baby's heartbeat will is still 160, which is normal for a child in, in the womb, and said, we're, we're just going to allow her to deliver. My daughter and I came to a conclusion she would deliver the baby because she wanted to hold the baby before they took it and, you know, the, the child would pass. Well, another doctor called, and then another neonatologist called and said, we have an idea. Her water broke, but this fetus is very viable. If we can keep the fetus in her for another six weeks, she could possibly deliver this child early and in delivering this baby early, there may be some compromise with lungs, you know, not being developed because there's no amniotic fluid for that. And, but then maybe a few other issues, or it may be okay. But all we know is if we can keep this situation present for another six weeks, we will have a different set of circumstances than those which we are dealing right now. So the first thing I see is God heard my prayer but we weren't out the woods yet. Well, long story short, my daughter's going to be in the hospital at least for another four to six weeks. Uh, the baby, we're praying everything goes well because at, a week ago I sent out an announcement to friends and family, pray for me, we just lost a mind-born grandchild, which now a miracle has taken place. This child is still fighting. So this little girl who I've never met yet, Zoe, is fighting uh, and not even in the world yet. So don't be surprised that you are in the world and fighting. Second thing, my daughter was dean's list last semester in college. And this semester, 
they said, you're going to have to withdraw from all the classes you were taking, which she has currently straight A's in. Dilemma. For some of you, your dilemma is why is it that you finally got your relationship right and the man or woman that you loved has been diagnosed with a terminal illness or they died? For some of you, the question is, now that I've finally got all this stuff ready to open my business, the bank turned down my loan. I can't get any money. For others, the dilemma is, why when I have my stuff most together, am I coming home alone to a house? Why is it that I look better than I've ever looked? I've got my life more together than I've ever had it. And for some reason, I feel so empty because I have no one to share it with. Some of you right now have not anything to be depressed about. You are in perfect health. You have a great job, a great career. You live in a beautiful home, and you cannot shake the depression and the anxiety that seems to be accompanying you from the moment that you open your eyes in the morning to the time that you shut them at night. And there's nothing wrong on the outside, but on the inside, nothing is right. I want to tell you something. Stop waiting on the light to hit you. When you try to manifest attention, when you try to get an opportunity, when you try to move a situation or a set of circumstances that will cause the light of success to shine on you, the light of love, the light of happiness, even a bud light, no, I'm just kidding, but when you attempt to make things go your way out of season, what you are doing is setting yourself up for depression and stress. Now, that's all the stuff for that you can't control, but let's just say, let's take it a step further. Let's just say now all of a sudden you just bought a car and in between insurance, you only missed a couple of days paying your policy and some fool and hits your car, and now you got a new car you can't even get fixed because you missed two days, 48 hours, because your check hadn't come yet. Or let's just say here's another situation where you are looking at your life and you have been tithing, you have been going to church, and you don't seem to be able to get a break out of nowhere. Well, let me go back to that same thing that I just said about this light. Divine timing is everything. Rather than sitting and feeling discombobulated, feeling that you have a shirt on that says, fool, please come find me, feeling that no matter how much right you do, wrong keeps happening, no matter how many steps forward you end up taking more backwards than you end up finding yourself in a state where your goal is not only to be effective when it's your time to shine, but to shine while you are being affected by the goodness you want to give to other people. Let me tell you something. Your talents and your gifts will make room for you at the right time 
not just because you have them. I'm going to repeat that again. Your talents and gifts will make room for you when it is your time to shine, not just because you possess the gifts and talents. There is a reason why that imbecile you work for, your boss, your supervisor, has less education than you and is your boss. And you're wondering, who hired this fool to put them in charge of me? And they don't know anything, and they're mismanaging everything said before me. Let me comfort you. The reason why such things take place in your life is because God is showing you what not to be. Often, we look so forward to exaltation, validation, even utilization, that we desire so much to be used that we end up being abused, meaning abused, abnormally used, all because we are not understanding the context of the circumstances because we're so caught up in the content. Day in and day out, you are going to get out of your bed, brush your teeth, I hope, and put on some deodorant. Leave your house. Oh, I forgot to tell you to get dressed, so don't brush your teeth and put on deodorant and leave the house naked because for some of you that will scare the hell out the rest of us. But um, in all seriousness, when you walk outside that door, your job is to welcome whatever circumstances that sit before you. Now, why would I say that? You know, somebody says, well, Doc, you know, like I even told my daughter that. I said, you need to welcome what's going on with you right now. And she looked at me like, Daddy, you lost your damn mind. Well, not really. Daddy's got a few gray hairs in his beard, and I'm not old, but I'm a very seasoned man. And I'm going to tell you the truth behind my experiences when I came to what I considered to be the most screwed up times where I felt like God and everything holy had abandoned me or had decided today we're going to make this Negro pay for everything that he has ever done in his life in this one moment. (laughs) And I'm sure you can relate to what I'm saying. You know, if you've ever been in a gym, which if you haven't, and many of you do need to go, like quickly, but if you've ever been in a gym, you learn that there are a couple of things that have to happen. First, you have to overcome, if you're like me, because, child, I am sorry sometimes. I procrastinate doing things that I need to do for myself. Isn't it funny how we will go out our way and help somebody else, but when it's time to help ourselves, we procrastinate. Ding, 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 bell should be going off. Some of you are frustrated and stuck like Chuck because you do more for others than you do for yourself. Amen, lights. Somebody is probably getting a wake-up call off that one. Second thing is once you get somewhere, did you go there because someone else said you should, or did you go there thinking, you know what, I got it going on. I played uh, football. I was a cheerleader. I ran track track back in 63, and I did all of these things that actually had 
some value back then, and now you're trying to come in with a leather football helmet into a state-of-the-art 2014 gym. You're, you're, you haven't been a cheerleader. If you did the splits now, it would only be because your pants busted. It's not because, you know, you, you can drop it like it's hot. It's the picking it back up part that's causing you a problem, you know. You, there are times when you have to look at your life and ask yourself, why am I here? God bought me here, and you walked in the room with your gifted self. You walked in the room with an ability to do things the way you used to do them. Well, child, let me tell you something. What you used to do ain't working no more. As a matter of fact, kind of like my aunt, she likes to, well, the woman, I, I, this woman is deceased, so she, let me say, she used to wear clothes where I would look at her and say, Lord, have mercy. No, she didn't. You know when you are a size 16 and you're trying to put on those size 12 pants, and instead of you realizing that you really should not try this at home or, out, or anywhere else for that matter, you somehow managed to test the tensile strength of the seams in your britches and put those clothes on to the point that you they were wrinkled, but when you put them on, you stretched them to such a degree that you didn't even need to iron those pants anymore. I mean, there are times when we go and do things and we think because we read a book think because 10 years ago we were in the know. We think because back a few weeks ago even, this was the right thing to do. Today is not three or four weeks ago, baby. Today is not last year, and it is certainly not a decade ago. And because you were successful back then, you have the audacity to not listen and take counsel and advice right now. Perhaps that may be part of why you are so frustrated is because, yes, you do have a gift. Yes, you do have the ability to do what other people probably cannot. But have you gotten, have you got it going on so such much that you cannot take counsel and listen to someone that knows a little bit more than you? I mean, I'm going to tell you a quick story before we go to break on the half, but just consider this. One day, there was this truck, and you know how a truck can exit a freeway, and it has to make a U-turn to go under a bridge. The um, the man tried to make this little U-turn, which I'm quite sure somehow he wasn't supposed to do that because the damn truck got stuck, right? So he's making this U-turn, and the truck gets stuck. Now here comes the fire department. Here comes the Department of Transportation. Here's the city police, and this idiot has gotten his truck stuck under a bridge. And I'm I'm just really just laughing my butt off because I'm like, okay, when you look at this and that, and everybody is just, you know, flares are being struck. Police lights are flashing. Cops have gotten out the car and put on the lime green and the bright yellow vests trying to reroute traffic. And this little girl, she she looked like 
like Annie or somebody, you know, she she walks up with her daddy. And and her daddy says, well, baby, we need to be careful. And the policeman says, well, sir, we should have this cleared in a minute. You know, this is a dangerous situation because we can't move the truck backward. We can't move it forward. It'll destabilize the bridge. And the man says, well, I'm an engineer. He said, maybe I could help you. And the police officer said, well, go ahead. And the little girl said, but daddy. And, and the engineer gives them a couple of suggestions, and they tried. And you hear this horrible screech from the truck trying to move because it is flush against this bridge. And, you know, it really can't even make this U-turn. And the little girl said, Something she said, Daddy. She pulled on that man I know about six times. She said, Daddy, how come they won't just let the air out the tires? And right then, you know, y'all know I'm throwed. I just said, mm, out of the mouth of a little six-year-old girl. Here's all these men with their badges and guns and their hard hats and and flashing drama about who they are and which department sent them. And here's this little kid. And see, sometimes the lesson in that story for me was she was the same height as the tires. She couldn't really see the bridge because that was out of her view, but she could look at those tires and I guess somehow with her bicycle or tricycle or whatever, she had seen the tire be flat and she knew things weren't as high as they were with the air in the tire. And she said, Daddy, can't they just let the air out the tires? And lo and behold, I watched all of these men run into it, and one guy yells out like he came up with the idea, if we let the air out the tires, I'm like, dude, now you're pimping a five-year-old. But this is what we do. Sometimes, rather than take a moment to step back, listen with intent to who is in the situation with us, this thing where you're getting so upset and you're so pissed off because this person that you don't really care for has been placed right in your very proximity. They're, you know, they're in a car with you. They're on a train with you. You have to share the office or flight with them. There's a reason for it. Sometimes your nagging wife or your man that doesn't have a college degree, sister, but you got your degree. You can't listen to him. Maybe if you wasn't so suchy much, God has a perverse and very unique sense of humor. The very people, the very circumstances, the things that you choose willfully and go out your way to ignore are speaking to you. As a matter of fact, your soul has been trying to talk to your mind for more than a minute now. And today, if you're listening to this program, your spirit got both their attention. Uh, we're going to take a break for about 45 seconds. You're listening to Conversations with Dr. D. Yvonne Young. We'll be right back. Thank you. 
Happy Hump Day. You're listening to Conversations with Dr. D. Yvonne Young. Today we are approaching a subject that I really think will be beneficial to most of us. There's an old saying that you are either entering a storm in the midst of one or coming out of one, and I have found that to be very, very true. The topic of today's show is manifestation in the midst of a mess. The circumstances that you feel are so diabolical, those things that you think that are Satan playing his wayward little stinky hand at you or your karma has finally caught up with you and it's coming like the grim reaper to go and chop that weave off your head or whatever it is that you think is going down. I'm here to tell you this situation this, these circumstances have been divinely orchestrated by your creator. God knows, and he allows you to be challenged. He allows you to be restricted, to be bound, to be suppressed, only later for you to be exalted. question is, why must we go through our current circumstances for this to happen? You know, it is not a mistake, ladies and gentlemen, that the seasons and situations that are being allowed in your life are in your life for a reason. So if you want to blame someone for the horrendous inconvenience you are experiencing, blame God. You know, the other day, I had an opportunity, uh, a dear friend of mine uh, came down to Houston, and uh, out of concern, I was like, you know, I understand it's going to be horrendous weather going back into Dallas from Houston, which is it's only about, you know, a couple hundred miles away. I had just come in from Atlanta the day before and decided to drive in because I love that alone time and that meditation time I get when I'm driving and you know, I work on my Spanish and what have you. So I say, well, look, let me, I'm concerned about your safety in this weather. I know how to drive. I've been trained to drive in inclement weather and, and perilous circumstances. Let me drive you back. I'll catch a plane. Well, left Houston, Texas uh, at 3 a.m. heading to Dallas, which uh, which should have been a three-hour trip and a trip to an airport and me come right back got 70 miles from Dallas. On the way there, I hit black ice several times. And, you know, I'm in this little convertible car. And if you could imagine hitting these patches of ice in the dark scares the literal hell out of you. I was almost like the my Anglo sister that put on the Depends to go stalk the man, you know, the astronaut, except I didn't have on a Depends. And I was like, okay, God, you know, I can't use the restroom in my pants. I need, we, You need to drive the car because I'm tripping, right? The car slid, and it would slide some more. And I went from driving 65 to 60 to 50. By the time I got almost to Dallas, I was driving like someone's nana. I was driving like granny. I'm telling you, it was dangerous to even drive 30 miles per hour because I was driving on two inches of solid ice to the point that when I was 70 miles from Dallas, I was grateful that everyone else was driving 20 miles per hour to the point to where I came to a complete stop 
70 miles from my destination. And, you know, being the guy that I am, I'm going to call the law enforcement. I hit my GPS. I'm like, where am I? Okay, let me call the sheriff's department and ask why is the freeway shut down. They came back, and, you know, I'm hearing it on the radio now. Uh, These trucks cannot make it up these icy inclines. You know, because in the South, they don't chain up trucks. I don't know why some of these idiots had chains on their trucks but wouldn't chain up trucks. But long story short, nobody was moving. And I was stuck right there for eight and a half hours. It took eight and a half hours to drive 20 miles. Eight and a half hours, right? And at this point, I'm thinking, God, I know you have me here. You have me here for a reason. I'm saying all that to say this to you. Sometimes when circumstances are out of your control, there is a reason for it. Right now, I challenge you to get that pen and paper out and describe your circumstances. Describe everything that is getting on your last nerve. Write it down, and then after you write it down, write down, why is this bothering me? You know, why am I so frustrated during this season that God allowed in your life? You know, why is it that you are restricted? Why did the bank not approve the loan? Why did that credit card that you just knew you were going to get not come back? Why did this person that you thought you loved so much, why did they leave you? Why did you wake up in the middle of the night having that nightmare again? Perhaps your spirit's been trying to talk to your soul for more than a minute now. Isn't it time that you listen? This is a moment where you get to redefine and reassert not who you have become, but who you were truly intended to be. Perhaps you have gotten accustomed to being a spoiled brat of sorts. Perhaps you are so centered and centralized on thinking of yourself that you have failed to include the well-being of other people. Is it possible that no longer are you so, quote, unquote, benevolent since you're not sitting in your pew at church where you get to put on your front and act so holy? Because I think I'm the one that saw you cussing folks out in the parking lot when someone cut you off pulling out. Or are you this, quote, unquote, you going to rush and get up on Sunday morning? You cannot wait to make it to the noon service. You don't even have the decency while some poor soul is trying to get some clarity in their life, and they want to come down for prayer. They want to come down and recommit themselves to their purpose and to what God created them to be. you got to walk your trifling butt out of church five minutes early. you running out of church like they're giving away free turkeys and hams or free sandwiches in the parking lot. You cannot wait five minutes to just allow someone else to have their moment. Or maybe 
you've just gotten so damn rude that you can't even park out in the middle of the parking lot. You'd rather go ahead and park in the handicapped space. Ain't nothing wrong with your lazy, overweight behind other than you, you of all people, need to be walking probably from the parking lot across the street, let alone the one that's near the store you're going to. But is God trying to tell you something? Maybe, just maybe, the reason that you're not getting approval codes on that credit card is because every time you get some money, you don't spend it. You don't manage it right. You know, you got more red-bottom shoes that you didn't painted your shoes red on the bottom. And yeah. I ain't gonna lie. I saw somebody that actually did that, and I was sitting in the airport trying to go notice. No, she didn't. No, and you know I wanted to call out, but I was in a hurry. The the or maybe just maybe you've gotten to a place where you are letting people mistreat you, and God is sick and tired of seeing you be taken advantage of. But why in the hell should He bless you when you won't even bless yourself? Why? I know I'm not going to help someone that I don't see trying to help themselves. So many of us on a day-in and day-out basis are trying to prove things to people that, number one, don't give a damn, and number two, they certainly are not looking. I was saying earlier, wait on the light to hit you. You know, do you? Let me say this to you. Some of you are even upset that people will not choose to share their resources with you. Has it dawned on you that perhaps God does not want them to help you? Because here's what I have found. When I didn't ask for help, God sent me help. And when I did ask for help, he, re- he denied it. And I would wonder, okay, God, you know, uh, maybe my idea to sell bumper stickers wasn't that good. Before y'all start believing that, I ain't had no idea to sell no dog on bumper stickers. That's an example. But the truth of it is, some of you have ideas that make sense only to you and to the elf that whispered it into your ear. That's why you cannot get funded. You know, some of you have a situation present where you have a wonderful idea, but it's just not the right location. You keep wanting to put a snow cone factory up in Baltimore in the winter. It is not going to work, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, you know, what idiot do you know wants a snow cone when it's snowing outside? You know, there are times where we have to ask ourselves, God, if you are restricting my movement and you know more than me about what it is that you told me to do, yes, God did tell you to get a snow cone stand at the beach, fool, not in the middle of the winter. It's not the season for it. Yes, you were told to open that restaurant but not to be the cook. You can't cook boiled water properly. You will mess up boiling rice. But the restaurant would work if you would forgive your cousin or your brother or your sister or your old friend that you that gave you the idea, but now you want to cut their throat and run off and do this by yourself. You know what? I just had my spirit confirm that that just hit somebody dead in the head. Just sit straight and play like, you know, it's not you, but it's you. The other thing is when you have these situations where you are trying to force fit your will, be grateful 
that you are restricted. Because God is not going to bless your mess. You know, people have a right to choose who they share themselves with. While you are being so excited and enthused, talking about how much you like certain people. You know, you love Oprah. You don't even know Oprah. How do you know you love Oprah? You love Oprah's gift. Man, LeBron, that's my dude. You don't know LeBron. How do you know he's your dude? You know, well, I I really love to listen to so-and-so saying, well, let me tell you something. Don't confuse people's gifts with the people. Because that's what's going on with you right now. You have confused your gift with who you really are. You are not going to be able to take another step forward until you clean out your personality basket. Some of you at this very moment have a very selfish, self-centered, controlling spirit that you need to get rid of. Others you don't even mean to be. I know I, when I look back, I had um, a couple of my mentors, and, yeah, this is another time Julia was in on it. So I, I love to do that because she hates it when I do that, but I'm being silly. But the truth of it is I had a meeting with my team, and they the question came up, you know, they were telling me to define the brand and define what it is that I, my vision for what we were going to do this year. And like many of you, I, I went into the educated Dr. Young mode, right? I, which, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, don't let your degrees cut you off at the knees. Re- remember that. Do not let your degrees cut you off at the knees because mine almost did. Thank God I am surrounded by people that actually have my interest at heart. And thank God I've done enough stupid, you know what, can't use that word because Julia will be mad, but I've done enough stuff to know that I need to listen to the people God sent me. And they and I was writing down all of these words, you know, transcendence, transmogrification, and blah, 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 just, you know, turning into Socrates on a budget. And when I got finished, I had said a bunch of nothing. So later in the conversation, again, I'm throwing Julia out there again. She's really, hey, she's like, if you do it one more time. But I I need to, because all of you guys have a Julia in your life. You have this person that, for whatever reason, they can talk to you when you won't even listen to yourself, right? And she says, speak from your heart. And when I did, she said, now, would you just describe that was the real you? next thing I know, I had gotten caught up in a moment. You know how you have what I call one of those Oprah moments or girl movie moments where you actually stop being full of shit? I'm sorry, I had to say that because there's no other way to put it. I had to stop being full of shit and actually be human. I had to stop and say to myself, you know what, dude, who are you? What, why are you really here? Matter of fact is, take, take money off the table. What is this thing really about for you? Well, ladies and gentlemen, I don't want you to be real upset. And for you real Christian folk, I'm sorry I used a four-letter word, but being honest, your hypocritical butt cusses every time you're in traffic, somebody makes you mad, so don't front. 
the the truth was I was struggling between my gift and why God gave it to me. That's the next point I want to make with you. Part of your frustration is you are struggling. A house divided will never stand. We always hear that and we assume that that means another person, but it is not. It's the division within yourself that we need to think about. How and why are you divided? Is it one minute you have so much faith in God, you are all on fire with your faith and you love everybody, and the next minute you're acting like Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Well, don't feel bad because, you know, I have seen such manifestations in every holy text I've ever read. I have seen this manifestation in different types of people, and I've met all types, old Jewish men and young Chinese women and middle-aged crazy black men and very wise little white girls and Hispanic women that loved everyone and black women that didn't feel loved by anyone. I have seen humanity in every shape and form. I was even in Atlanta walking through the mall where I couldn't even figure out what the hell that was in front of me. It had breasts, but it also had a beard. Never mind. But but the truth is, uh, is how are you divided? What is dividing you? Do you know who you are? Do you know what you are? Have you come to a point where you are so caught up into maintaining a presentation that you're not present? Perhaps this is a time that so much is happening to you because you are impersonating yourself. You know, one of the things that I said in doing this program was how can you inherit what God has for you if you are running around being an imposter? (laughs) When you are everything but who you are created to be, it is no wonder the universe cannot free up and will not release to you that which is truly yours because you're not truly being you. So how can you get what is yours if you're being someone else other than yourself? Let's go back to ground zero. For those of you that are confused why this last person left you, why God allowed this man or this woman to leave you, Let's get real. How did how did you treat them? And, you know, here's the irony. A lot of you treated this person really well, and they left you. So maybe it wasn't how you treated them. It was how you treated yourself. Maybe God is teaching you, you know what, long as you allow somebody to keep cheating on you, why should I leave them in your life? You know, even a dog has enough sense to sniff another dog before they go mount him. I mean, did you sniff this person out? Are you that idiot that goes through the grocery store and you just pick up fruit and throw it in your basket without checking it? And then you get home and wonder why it's a big bruise part of it. And then you cut it open and see a worm. I mean, man, if you had just handled it and looked at it better, you would have seen that that wasn't exactly the right move to make. The other part of this is stop trying to be what everyone else wants you to be. 
some of the reasons why you didn't get the promotion on your job is you're trying to be nice to everybody. The job doesn't call for you to be nice. The job calls for you to be effective. I have had clients in my office, and these people have said to me, Dr. Young, you are so mean. Well, look, I don't care if you don't like me. My job is to help you love yourself. So I am not going to sit here with a 45-year-old man or a 50-year-old man or woman and humor you when someone needs to tell you you know your ass is crazy. You know, the reason why I'm an a holistic coach as opposed to going LPC or LCSW, and I'm not knocking that, so don't think I'm – you know, saying one is better than the other, what I think is an effective clinician is an effective clinician. But if you come and sit your behind in my office, you are going to hear the whole truth and nothing but the truth, and I'm not going to sugarcoat it because you have been an idiot for a long time. Someone needs to tell you to stop it, and that will be me. Someone needs to tell you, ma'am, you cannot act like that and keep wondering why someone is controlling you. Stop acting like a child and people will quit treating you like one. Or, sir, quit treating your wife like she's an indentured servant. She is not your slave or your maid or your concubine. She is a human being. Or, ma'am, the reason why you cannot find a man is because you run off every damn man you meet because the minute someone tries to tell you that little bad brat you call your child is acting up, you want to protect your child, but we're going to all be looking at Ray Ray on TV when the helicopter from Channel 2 News is chasing his little ass in 15 years, right? Because you wouldn't spank your bad-ass kid because you don't believe in spanking. Well, the reason that's why you screwed up, somebody should have whooped your butt, and they didn't. I don't mind telling you that, but wouldn't it be better if you cut out the middleman and just tell yourself the truth about you? Why don't you finally start, stop talking about they making these clothes too little and admit that your behind is overweight? And, you know, what's wrong with these shoes? Hell, you gained 35 pounds. Your feet look like loaves of bread that you're trying to stuff inside of a shoe. Come on, really? I mean, really? You know your breast stink. Go get your teeth. Go to the dentist. Get something done. Carry, carry around some mints. Go get a haircut. Girl, please take that hair out of your head. That weave is so old, Barbie is looking at you shaking her head. You know what I'm saying? There are times in your life where you must own your own stuff. We get our feelings hurt because we are pretending to be something that we are not. You know, I, I'll, I'm going to tell you a corny story, and only Dr. D. Yvonne Young would say this to an international audience in the middle of the day, but I'm going to tell it, and thank God I can say what I want because this is not my show. It's our show, so y'all know your boy. Here it comes. I'm standing in the grocery store. There is a little kid. I don't know what's with me and little kids today, but this is a true story. I'm standing in a, you know, Walmart. If you ever want to go somewhere and get in trip. I swear, child, go to Walmart on Saturday night at around 10 o'clock. 
there's some people walking in there. You know what I'm talking about, the sister with the pajamas on and the dude with the skinny jeans and he's overweight, that kind of thing. So I'm standing in the Walmart, and why is it Walmart will have 20 doggone checkout lanes and two checkers open, right? And then they have a uh, do-it-yourself lane, and they got people that do not know how to scan a barcode. I don't get that one. But anyway, this little boy is standing right by his mama, and the little boy says, loud as all get out, Mama, you farted. Like some of y'all ain't farted. You know what I mean. Don't act like you're too holy for me to tell you this story. So I I just, but you know me, I, I bust out laughing because I could smell it. You know, the woman did fart. And the woman turns around and tells that child, Boy, you know I ain't for it. And he said, yes, you did, Mama, uh-huh, because I heard it, and I smell it, too. You stink. <laughs> you know? So some of us need to quit lying to ourselves and claim what we do. Okay, for some of y'all, y'all just still, that went right over your head. You'll catch it later this later today. But the point I'm making is these things that we are walking around carrying inside of ourselves – like that woman that did that that was in front of me at the store had to be carrying a dead man inside of her because, oh, Lord. But, but the truth is when we are walking around harboring bitterness, feeling that we are entitled to something, the world does not owe you anything. If you are wondering why, God has put circumstances in your life, they're there to correct you. And if they're not there to correct you, they're there to strengthen you. But they are there for a reason. As I said earlier, write down the content of what's going on in your life. And then be wise enough to look at the context of it. Ask yourself, what could I change about me right now? Could it, what is it I need to learn to accept? Why does this person get on my nerves so much? Why does it, if I hear someone say or do something, why does it bother me? Are you going to be, I remember when I quit smoking weed, I started being the weed police. Anybody that's had some weed, I wanted to call the police. And I had to realize, you big hypocrite. It wasn't but a few years ago. Or, when, you know, I don't drink. I never really have drank. But I can't stand someone that's inebriated. You know, it gets on my nerves. But, you know, who am I to judge? Someone else. And, and God had to teach me, dude, you know what? Everything that you are criticizing about other people, you used to do it in your own way. I had to learn that my compassion was running, running real low. Too often, we want people to judge us by our intentions while we judge everyone else by their actions. Maybe that's why you're going through what you're going through right now. I can tell you this. If you change the way that you look at things, the things that you look at will change. If you just change the way that you look at things, the things that you look at, will change. Well, time to do a little bit of housekeeping. Uh, this week is a very big week. The D. Yvonne Young fan page on Facebook is just a tick and a talk away from hitting 
I know we're like right at 10,000. We deliberately slowed it down um, because we we had some promotions and gifts, and we're going to give away lots of stuff, uh, prizes, coaching sessions, um, emergency crisis coaching, a webinar. We're going to give away so much stuff over the next few weeks that we want you to know how much we love and appreciate you here. So um, here's how you get into it. Go to the Devon Young page on Facebook, the Arthur page, and we're at 9,952 as of today. So this will probably break today or tomorrow. But here's what's happening. The more you engage the page, your comments, your shares, that's how you're going to earn points in this raffle. You don't have to buy anything. I'm not one of these nuts that's selling holy water or I don't cut up my draws, and if you carry them around in your purse, you'll get lucky. I'm not tripping like that. But the thing is, if you engage the page and you share and you make comments and all of this stuff, there's a raffle. We're giving away some. We're even asking you what the hell do you want us to give away. So uh, there's a contest for that. Make sure you go to that page, or you can go to the drdevonyoung.com website. It is no longer com. It's dr, not without the period, just drdivanyoung.com. We've got a brand-new website up. Check it out. It's interactive. It's all sorts of free stuff on there from tests to videos. So if you're about to strangle your the person that you're dating or your mate, go on there. And if you do kill them, just clear the cookies out so won't nobody know that you went to my page before you did that. But in, in case you make up and you're happy, tell everybody you went to my page and you, that's why you're happy. But go and check it out. You can get all sorts of things that will help to make your life be what it deserves to be. So in closing, da 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 here's what I'm going to tell you. If it's really dark in your life right now, there's a reason for it. And it's not for you to go to sleep. (laughs) It's because there's a light inside of you that will illuminate this dark place that you're in. And it will give you the clarity of vision that you need to take your next few steps in life. However, I said that light is inside of you. So to use that light to quit being what everybody else says you are, you have to quit being who other people have fashioned you to be, and it's time to start being the real, authentic you. With that said, this has been another great lunchtime love. I love you. There's nothing you can do about it. Be sure and tune in on uh, Sunday night, 7.30 Central Standard Time, 8.30 Eastern, 5.30 Pacific. And if you want to uh, send questions and comments and all of that, you can direct that commentary to Julia at com. That's Julia at com. And we definitely want to hear how we can help you have the life that you deserve because our number one goal is to give you the tools that you need to start living a profoundly extraordinary life. 
I love you. Have an awesome weekend. Talk to you soon. Bye now. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.